Queer Longing, a podcast where we discuss and explore everything that we're longing for and living for in our queer community. I'm Olivia Taylor. And I'm Lucy Cecil. Oh, Olivia, how you doing there? A little bit, little bit, little bit hot, baby? Uh, yeah, I'm a little bit hot. I mean, how boring is it to talk about how hot you are all the time? Um, but I... I'm hot and not in the way that I want to be. So yeah, absolutely, absolutely boiling this week. And um, I did, I did abscond to my mum's um, for a couple of days this past week to get away from the hotness that is my life in Manchester. Oh my God, it's so hot here. And just like the walls just like keep everything in. And I just feel like I'm like wading through leek and potato soup or something, but it's actually just like the air in my flat so yeah yeah um, how are you <laughs> yeah yeah uh it is has been obviously heat wave centrale um and yeah it's it's hot like there's no two ways about it and like um yeah all I've really been able to do last week has been like you know lie horizontally in front of my fan um pretty much and I was gonna say actually I would commend everybody who's actually had to work during this because I'm not working so like I can't really complain because all I have to do is like keep myself alive and hydrated whereas like loads of other people have to like work I can't believe like everyone has to work when it's this hot it's too hot to work it's unreal yeah like my highlight of the week I went for a pedicure and they had aircon in the place and that was like the absolute dream scenario and just like going to the supermarket uh, the two dream scenarios oh yeah. yeah I went to, um, I went to the uh I went to the dentist same thing and it was aircon I was like oh my god what a dream and uh I, I sat, <laughs> sat down and he was like you're hey, how are you you're all right I was like yeah oh my god you're living the dream here with the aircon he was like oh right yeah ha, ha, ha. I was like obviously it's great like, <laughs> so nice yeah I mean Izzy and Adam like working in uh the sort of end room in the flat and it got up to 34.2 degrees in there and I was like you can't that's too hot like yeah so yeah yeah, it's it's not okay I've been I've been looking at like ways to um make your own like crude air conditioning units so that's something that I'm gonna embark upon (laughs) when my freezer is less filled with um rocket ice lollies because it's like 98% rocket ice lollies at the moment um (laughs) itself is very uh, very good air conditioning uh maintenance I would say that's good that's a good job rocket lolly every half hour (laughs) but yeah apparently you can like you know when you get um when you get food in like takeaway uh little plastic takeaway tupperware things you apparently freeze loads of them and then put them in a roasting tin and then um put them in front of like my industrial fan and then that is basically what like a yield air conditioning unit is so i'm gonna try that if it if it continues yeah Um, yeah so if, if you're out if you're out there within the same predicament then try that and see what happens get your own yeah. now life life hacks on queer longing <laughs> yeah maybe we should um maybe we should transfer into that realm oh my god absolutely um so apart from the you know sweet release of uh some air conditioning even though air conditioning is gonna ruin our world <laughs> um what are you living and longing for um i am living for um mentioned it before we started recording but um beaches in lancashire because I don't think people know and they should know um last night I went to um Lytham Beach after work and it was just like the most perfect time for a post-work um 
sort of pick me up after again just feeling like you're just in a sludge of hot meetings so did that had a chippy on the beach watched the most amazing sunset ever and then um watched these like two little clubs doing like a little a little football club and a little cricket club and it was so cute and then like the football club were having this like massive dispute over a goal and it was really funny um so there was just like you know big 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 entertainment happening and then um we drove through Blackpool and that was nice and um, also just like dystopian as ever. But um, I was just like, oh, it just made me just like love the Northwest loads um, as I already do. And I was just like, oh, I hope that like Blackpool is just making the most money it's ever made because everyone is just like out in Blackpool and, you know, spending their money there, which I agree with so i hope that the people of blackpool after a bit of a shitty year are just absolutely raking it in and um having the best summer so yeah that's they were my feelings as i was um driving home from blackpool yesterday but yeah it was um it was stunning and i definitely recommend like after work you know it's it's very difficult like i think i think i've been reading this book at the moment about like um how to enjoy work like it's like basically like a work you know book thing um that I'm actually reading for for work with a so that we can like discuss how we can um you know make like infrastructure changes or you know things like that to like make people's working lives like the best that they can be basically um and it's definitely true that like I think that if you're working all the time you just feel like you are an extension of just like emails and I can feel like that sometimes and so I think that making the effort to get out after work and to like remember that like the week isn't just work and going to bed like if you can possibly help it that just makes such a difference to like mental health and happiness like during the week which sounds so basic but it's and like we all sort of know that but like do we always do that yeah um and yesterday yesterday it was so nice because I was like oh I feel like you know and I really like my job but that's not the point it's just like you don't want to feel like your whole week is just staring at a computer and you have nothing else to say for yourself other than that. So I think that like having a real like visible change of scene is just like so important if you can do it. Um, so yeah, I, I enjoyed it loads. But I also think that like, I definitely have more of an appreciation for stuff like that since Corona than maybe I did before. Like, I mean, I've always liked beach, but um, yeah, I just feel like stuff like that, I really... Uh, yeah really appreciate and it was a really good night so um come to the northwest and come to Lytham Beach and you won't regret it uh, I absolutely lived for that and um another destination place that I'm longing for unsurprisingly is going to London next week and you will be joining me for some of that trip Lucy so I'm very excited for that um gonna see some friends that haven't seen in about 18 months and see some work people that I've never met so um I'm excited also a bit nervous I, I have the same I used to go to London in the old in the old times I'll probably go to London every like two to three weeks um but now I haven't been in so long that I'm almost treating it like you know when you sort of have that like slight nervous anticipation before you go on holiday where you're a bit like oh but also yeah. yay but also oh that's how I feel about going to London which is ridiculous like if I think about how I was in the old world but um now I'm in the new world and my friends have moved house since then I'm like really like flapping about like oh and it's going to be a different route when I get to Euston like what will I do and which is so stupid but I'm just so like 
that muscle has not been worked in so long that it just feels very like don't know feel a yeah. bit no I know, I, know. About <laughs> I know what you mean I like like I, yeah I definitely get that um sort of feeling uh more recently with like doing a thing you haven't done for a long time even though it's something that you've done loads like even last weekend when we went on our ale trail which was stunning had a great time really for loads of fun um oh uh, that's yeah. the first time I've been on a train since January 2020 and like I know trains I know how to do trains but I was like so like oh my god I'm gonna be late I'm gonna be late for the train like I was really like panicking about it in a way that I just wouldn't do normally like you know I'd have the normal amount of panic yeah. of missing a train but like yeah I get it um and like uh yeah going to um I, I get that thing that that like hot like, like you said about like like that sort of holiday fear where you almost like the night before a holiday or something you're like well I don't want to go <laughs> I'm just gonna not go <laughs> <laughs> Even though you really obviously want to go. Yeah. I know. Yeah, that is. Yeah. It's such a strange, like, uh, anxiety, panic, like, sort of weird defense mechanism, I think, from, like, maybe, you know, uh, but it will be stunning and, uh, you know, it's going to be a great time. Uh, that's my longing for as well, just to cover that oh, off great. at the moment. Obviously. Oh, and also, we cannot forget that when we are in London, it is going to be my best day. Exactly. Well, that's why I'm coming because, like, I, you know, I couldn't possibly miss your best day. Uh, yes. so yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, big plans for your best day. What, uh, you know, we're going to do what, what, you know, what you should only always do on your best day, which is eat lots of pasta. So it's going to be great. I'm very, very excited for it. Me too. And what are you living for this week? Uh, so I'm living for, I mean, we talk about, talk about it all the time, but I just, it's just a quick one, but I'm just living for Lil Nas X consistently doing bits, like just absolute bits. Each time just comes back better and better. He just keeps doing it. Like he, he won't quit. He won't quit. And I love that so much. Um, obviously he's released his new track industry baby with his, uh, with a video and he just, I just love him. Like he's just so relentless and like in the best way. Um, and I just want, uh, all the things for him as we've said a thousand times but uh just living for it uh very very pleased um he exists and we get to uh be in his presence I know and he would put on such a good show as well like if we just look at all of these music videos that have come out even in the past couple of months he's so prolific at the moment so um cannot wait for a time that we can actually go and see him perform live because oh I will God. explode I think that would just be, I don't know if that would be, it'd just be a lot. It'd be, too, it'd be, might be too much, but I think it'd be so good. Yeah. <laughs> Adam said to me the other week, uh, he was like, would you, would you go see Lil Nas X like live? And I was like, uh, yes, <laughs> like, of course I would. <laughs> I think it would just be, it would be like such a like um, sensory overdrive, I reckon, but um, in like all the best ways. So, uh, you know, we deserve it. He deserves it. And, you know, we should do that in 2038 when we can or whatever yeah when we're when we're ready for it (laughs) so first up let's take a quick jaunt over to everyone's favorite corner sporty spice um as we bring you some news from the olympics which have now started um i think it was the opening ceremony yesterday for when we're recording this um so bits have only just really started kicking off apart from like football and certain things like that begin earlier than the opening ceremony because they they're like longer tournament style um games so um yeah what is the top news um queer news from the olympics olivia well quinn who is a member of the canadian women's soccer team um, has made history by becoming the first trans athlete to compete in the olympics which is kind of wild like you can't really 
believe that that is the first time and it probably isn't the first time but the first time that like anybody knows that that has happened openly yeah um so that that's brilliant and as we said last week a record number of queer people in the olympics this year um so we love to see it and we also love to see football as we all know so um yeah um that's really great news and congratulations to quinn and hope that you have a good olympics hon yeah absolutely love to see it we're very very uh you know love to see all of the i mean i haven't i i I like hadn't computed really that the olympics was you know because it was so much like is it happening is it not happening who knows um and now that it is happening my mom said to me on the phone yesterday she's like oh what well we do like a friday night chat with family and she's like oh what what olympics is everyone looking forward to the most (laughs) i was like god i haven't even like really actually thought about it but being personally what are my favorites i love obviously the football i love um I like the diving. I like weightlifting <laughs> and um, most of the athletics and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I always like there to be sport on telly. So that is always fun for me to have uh, something that you can just know you can watch some sports. So uh, very much looking forward to seeing some of that um, going to my parents uh, later today. So I'm sure it will be on. She was like, there'll be lots of Olympics watching. So I hope that's fine. <laughs> I was like, that's fine. <laughs> Are you a Olympics uh, watch? I, you, you watched some of the opening ceremony, didn't you? Yeah, I watched a bit of the opening ceremony. No, I do like watching the Olympics, um, but I'm, I'm more of a, like an ambient watcher. So I'll just watch anything and enjoy it. And as we all know, love to play the game of like, that's your boyfriend, that's your girlfriend, that's your potential partner of the future. Um, yes. Out of like, the, and you know, maybe that is um, objectifying but also in every walk of life we love to know who our boyfriends girlfriends and partners could be so um, I think it's just that's what we like to do it's just important for us so um, I'm afraid we're just gonna have to do that so um, yeah I'll be sending you some screenshots I'm sure um, over the next few days yeah and then we also like to make like fantasy netball teams of all of our favorite athletes and celebrities at the time of the Olympics so we'll probably do that again as well but that was Olympics, wasn't it? When we did that for the last the last time, wasn't it? That was so long ago. Was that twenty twelve? No that that was the last that was the last summer Olympics that when we were in France. So that would have been five years ago, right? I feel like it was longer than that. No, that makes sense. Yeah, that does make sense. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I I would be very intrigued for. I feel like we should do another one this this year round because I feel like it'd be such a completely different uh, ball game, as it were. So uh, yeah, that would be interesting to to see what who's on everyone's netball team now. <laughs> yeah I think our, our fantasy netball teams will have markedly changed in the past mm. five years but you know that's just growth 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 is growth um yeah no so that's great I'm um, looking forward to uh taking in a lot of sport um and do we have any other queer news from the news desk Olivia um a couple of bits um obviously there's been um news about different pride celebrations taking place um over the summer um the one, the main one that we'll be going to is Manchester, obviously, but um, they announced that the parade is going to be cancelled this year, which is a bit of a bummer, but that the rest of the festival is still going to go ahead. However, um, Salford Pride is also still going ahead and just wanted to let the people know that the Pink Picnic at Salford Pride will be returning um, for 2021. So it's going to be in Peel Park on Saturday, the 7th of August. And it's going to be live music, dance, drag, children's activities. It's going to be a dog show. There's going to be a beer tent. And so what more can you want? I mean, a dog show, a pride event. Yeah, I think we do want that. So thank you so much. Um, so yeah, yeah re- go to that. Really catering like to, to. Um, really catering to what, what the queers want there. Um, I've been to the Pink Picnic a couple of years. It must have been maybe 
2019. Um, and it's very, very nice, very nice event. Um, would recommend it to anyone. It was absolutely boiling when we went and I, but like, uh, so, you know, make sure you got a lot of sun cream if it is hot and hydration is key. Don't forget. Yeah, no, very nice. Uh, I'll probably try and uh, go to that if I'm not doing anything else on that day, which I don't think I am. So yeah, that should be good. So from consuming picnics to consuming arts and culture, Lucy, um, it's now time for that usual part of the podcast where we talk about what we have been consuming in the world of the arts. So why don't you give us a few tips? Thank you, Olivia. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I've been watching quite a few bits, actually, because I've, like I said, I've just been horizontal trying to, uh, you know, breathe. So, um, and, you know, pass the time. And what passes the time better than watching 10,000 hours of television? So, yeah, I, we mentioned it in the pod last week, but I've now watched the, uh, was, is it fourth, fourth and final season of Atypical, um, which yeah. you mentioned. Um, so, uh, you know, from a queer standpoint, there is... Um, Casey's character who is the sister of the well like probably not you know the main character is 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 Sam but they're, they're all pretty much main characters in a sense but um and they are queer uh have their um first girlfriend uh after like the last season was that at the end of the last season when they finally got together yeah it will have been won't it yeah yeah um, yeah and yeah uh starts ex- exploring that that side of their their themselves and their identity um yeah what did, what did you think of the season as a whole and as a as a, a wrap-up to the to the to the show I mean I I really like it I I strongly identify with atypical and the characters I think I've probably mentioned this before but um I have a brother who has ASD and I love how the relationship between um Casey and Sam is portrayed it's like portrayed in a really loving way but in a way that is you know respectful to Sam's autonomy and growth as a person and um you know Casey has a relationship with him which is based you know on more than just you know oh her looking after Sam because he has you know got a learning difficulty or a disability or you know it shows the sort of real richness of that relationship that's quite multifaceted and how actually you know they can really learn from each other and it just shows the the reality of of something like that and that it is more than you know just like a sibling taking on some kind of like pastoral role and you know they have the same relationships that a lot of um siblings have where they'll just like wind each other up and piss each other off but they also really love each other and the stuff that they can gain from each other and there's times when you know they're in situations and it's only helped by like the each other do you know what I mean like um they just have that bond which is really unbreakable and I think as well what Casey really understands and respects is um giving Sam the space to kind of grow and into who he wants to be and to grow in a sense of independence but she also recognizes that there's some areas where he needs a bit of extra help and how she's going to do that in a way that feels like um respectful to him um and to their relationship um and I just think like it's a really well thought out relationship that those two characters have with each other. And I can definitely um, identify with loads of that and the desire to kind of want to see your, like her brother, um, her brother kind of grow in independence and to take these big leaps in life um, and how that can be 
quite a scary thing as a family member, but like recognizing that that is a necessary and positive step. And I think that's really, that's what a lot of the series has been about, but that's been pulled into real focus in the fourth series because I think that Sam's proved to himself that he can do so many things that he thought he couldn't do. And then now it's like, okay, I've covered the basics of things that I thought that I couldn't do that I now can do. What do I really want to do? Like, what what is it about me that I'm going to like propel into the future and really sort of push myself to do the thing that is what I want to do rather than just doing the things that are going to help me get by in life, you know, like being able to go shopping by myself or have a relationship or any of these things. But it kind of sort of culminates in this, in this big goal, which for Sam is going to Antarctica to see the penguins. And, um, you know, I think the family goes through this process where they're trying to, um, I think, I think I totally get like the, the first reaction is just to sort of like shut things down or to come from a place of fear because you're just like worried, but then to work out actually, you know, sometimes it's important to say yes. And it's sometimes important to like um, put yourself in a situation where there are these variables and, you know, you as the parent or you as a sister aren't necessarily going to be there to like catch that person in the same way, but you have to, you know, let, let the let that person go and like live their life and have that sense of um independence and pride in what it what it is that they want to do and it's sort of showing that shift between um that person's like childhood and adulthood but within a context of somebody who has asd so there are different considerations um that the family and sam has to make as someone who is neurodivergent doing um something that is definitely outside of their daily routine and comfort zone but for their to follow their own passion which I think that's been the most important thing that they sort of make this big leap where they see beyond the routines and beyond the things that give them comfort to like see a bigger goal and I think you know whether you are neurodivergent or not I think for most of us that is our struggle like you know I think a lot of us are the same in that way like it's about you know recognizing what at what point do we kind of go beyond that level of comfort to do the thing that is scary but is ultimately going to like bring us satisfaction in our lives and I think that that is what this last season is about so it makes sense that it's the final season because we sort of see Sam make that leap and be a bit more single-minded about what those next stages of their life are going to be. Yeah, no, absolutely. Very well put. Very well said. Um, yeah, I think the this, you know, the series as a whole, like the the show as a whole, even. Um, yeah, just the the highlight of it is like it's it's um ability to like really portray like nuanced relationships um in the family and stuff like that. And I think, yeah, it's particularly Casey and Sam's is like such an uh well portrayed and sweet relationship which I really uh, have enjoyed watching on the show um I did think that like in general the fourth season felt like a bit sort of like it just felt a, a bit flat in places like in terms of like the some of the writing for some of the other characters and and some of the like I don't know but maybe I just like wasn't I don't know it, it just didn't feel as rich as some as the previous seasons have like maybe it like was stretched a bit too far which a lot of like Netflix seasons series can be so um but as a whole really great and I like you know the the arc of the of like Sam's character and stuff I thought was really 
uh well well played out and um yeah uh like uh i felt very um emotionally involved in like making sure he got to go to antarctica <laughs> um, yeah which was nice a nice thing to feel and um yeah uh it's it's a great show and like um there's some very funny bits and some very sweet bits and um just some 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 good some good uh some lots of good relationships like i i really love uh sam and zahid's friendship i think it's so oh, uh, yeah. great i love i think it's so sweet and i'm just like oh that's such a nice friendship <laughs> I just think yeah really that's good. such a nice friendship and yeah. i also love sam's new new friend from college that's that um young businesswoman yes yeah 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 she's great yeah. So, um yeah great great yeah. series um you know uh sad that it's over but i think it's like you know time for it to be wrapped up so um it's it's a good season of a series if you haven't watched it at all i would definitely recommend it yeah and bridget lindy payne needs to be freed up to do like 1000 more things because they definitely will um absolutely see that. yeah definitely a, a standout for sure um, yeah, so I mean, I watched that and then just a, a quick, um, you know, I, I told you that I'd watched all of, I don't know if I said, I don't think I said this on the last um, podcast, but I have watched all the second season of Too Hot to Handle, um, which uh, is <laughs> a stupid show um, and not queer in the slightest, really. Well, actually, in this season, there were like a couple of gals who said they were uh, bisexual. So, you know, but nothing really happened there. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a dumb show, but for some reason, I just get hooked into it and it, it's like, it's like, it's my love island. So, you know, uh, and, for some reason I always just end up really rooting for these like absolute idiots who uh <laughs> just <laughs> trying to grow and I think that's a nice it's a nice thing to show to see growth in in any place so um uh yeah I've watched all of that as well so if you like Love Island or anything like that and you haven't watched it which I'm sure you probably have if you like that kind of thing um second season still still as entertaining as ever so I, I would recommend that um yeah is there anything you still have that really does it still have that really trolly like big brother person who does all of the um talking who's in that little machine yeah yeah i can't fucking remember what she's called oh lana she's called lana and yeah she's yeah like, yeah I, I, I love her yeah it looks like a like an Amazon echo or something yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah and like yeah she she just goes like bing like you can't do that or whatever um yeah uh, yeah it's funny it's uh it's so dumb but um I, I and I feel like they can only keep that show going like for so long because like people are gonna figure out like what uh well so for this one they didn't tell them they were on too hot to handle they told them they were on like this like party show about going to an island and basically like hooking up with as many people as possible um and then once they got them there they were like psych you're on too hot to handle so um yeah they like do that to people <laughs> Yeah, apparently, like, they must have had in the contract, like, something that no one read, <laughs> which said, yeah. like, this is actually... Uh, could we be can change episode. the whole format of the show. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, that's what I've been watching. Um, what have you been up to? What have you been watching, consuming? Um, well, I just finished three series of The Kaminsky Method. Have you watched that on Netflix? No, no. Um so I haven't even heard of it, but it's been out for a couple of years and it isn't particularly queer at all, um, apart from the fact that Kathleen Turner is in it, who is probably a queer icon, I would say. Um, <laughs> but um, she's in it in like the third series, really. But it's, um, it is a series that I believe has been sort of written and produced by Michael Douglas and he stars in it. And 
there's three series and and the first two series it's kind of like a sort of poignant sitcom so like it's funny but it's also quite like touching and it's it's about so it's almost positioned in the beginning as like um the male grace and frankie in a sense of like men in their twilight years and their relationship to each other which i don't think i've seen very much um in tv and that sort of vulnerability of um friendship between men at an older stage of life where there's an openness about like you know health and um emotions and all of these things and i thought that was really interesting so um michael douglas plays sandy kaminsky who's like the main character and the other main character is played by alan arkin who i absolutely love who have you have you heard of him he's got that like really iconic voice that's very sort of like larry david-esque um he's in his late 80s so he only signed on for two series and wouldn't do any more so he isn't in the third series which I spent the whole third series being absolutely gutted about but um yeah and sorry if like you haven't watched it because maybe that's a bit of a spoiler but you know it's everywhere that he wouldn't do it um and I just think they had this like really tender relationship as best friends and there's these moments in it where they'll each go through things in life that you know makes them depressed or they're going through like family troubles or health worries or any of these things and there are these moments where Michael Douglas will go around well Sandy will go around to Norman's house and Norman will be upset about something and they kind of have this routine where Sandy um tucks Norman into bed (laughs) and he tucks him in and is like and is like like kisses him goodnight and then goes and sleeps in another room in the house that's and cute. it's just like where when do you see that between men you know like between yeah. men of that age who've like come up in quite a hyper masculine sort of um society and just that real sort of like tenderness and emotional closeness that they have where they're not really like recognizing the fact that like he's being tucked in but they're doing it and they appreciate it and like no one's saying anything about it but like it's just a given that he's going to get tucked in and he's going to stay the night. And I don't know. I just found it to be a really like beautiful relationship between these two characters and really well-written. And also um, Michael Douglas has a daughter in the series um, played by Sarah Baker and she's called Mindy. And um, I don't know if you've seen her in other things, you probably would recognize her. And she is more of a plus size um, actor. And I really appreciated that, there wasn't an ongoing conversation about that fact. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think a lot of the time you can be um, cast in a role for having a certain body type and that's like a big topic of discussion or there has to be like a big, you know, part of the series where that is like addressed. Like a reckoning with it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, you know, some people are fat, some people are thin, some people are whatever they are. Like, we don't need to like always have a discussion about it. Like, it's so boring. And so- I appreciated that. There is one episode where um, basically her partner's mum makes some kind of comment um, that alludes to her body and she she shuts it down in such a no-nonsense way and her whole family rally around to be like, we will kill you if you do this ever again. And um, I thought, well, if if, if you're going to do it, you know, you did it once and you did it in a way that's like completely 
positive and affirming to that person and you know and again a lot of tropes we see unfortunately because I've been looking into this a bit through um, my TikTok algorithm and about how um characterization of fat people is like portrayed in movies and in series and things and that um fat is synonymous with stupid a lot of the time and that if a character who was previously of a certain intelligence level puts on weight they also they automatically become stupid and all of these like tropes which are just so maddening and Mindy is this incredibly intelligent young woman who runs this um acting workshop that her dad is like her dad does and she runs this whole business she is rich she is clever she is funny and she's you know this real multifaceted um character and we shouldn't need to be in a position where we're celebrating that but I certainly noticed it and um it was good so I think you know if you're looking for something that is is quite a light series but also has quite a lot of real emotion behind it you probably will like shed a tear now and then um watch it because it definitely surprised me like I didn't really know what to expect and it exceeded those um those expectations and I haven't seen Michael Douglas in anything for like many years I didn't know that he was still acting but um he's very very good in it and Alan Arkin's very funny um and he's great in everything so um yeah I'd be interested to know what people think because it is one that's sort of been hidden under the radar for me um I think it's been on Netflix for a couple of years and the last series has just gone out this year so yeah um watch it enjoy Kathleen Turner and have a laugh have a bit of a cry and enjoy um no well there probably is toxic masculinity but enjoy the moments where there isn't um yeah no that sounds good it sounds that sounds good I've never I've never really heard I don't think I've heard of it and like I always find that strange when like there's a series that like has been around for a while um and you've never really heard of it and then you for some reason watch it pick it up or something and you're like obsessed with it or you like love it loads or like you think it's really good and you're like why didn't I know about this and I always find that really odd um but always fun to find something new so um yeah I'll probably give that a go it sounds like something I would like so um that is a, a a good a good wreck and obviously um, the portrayal of pl- plus size or fat people in film and TV um, being shit is something that I absolutely don't agree with. But there's always more that I don't agree with. And there's always more that you don't agree with, Lucy. So what better time, what better juncture within the podcast to launch possibly our favourite strand that we have on the show which is i don't agree with it another week another i don't agree with it so tell me lucy what out of the many things in this world that are maddening annoying sickening do you not agree with this week um yeah well i mean firstly i just want to say that like um then when you said it was our like favorite strand i was thinking about how um how fun it would be to just like string together all the i don't agree with it into like one master podcast so i might do that I don't agree that please I mean you know (laughs) if you're going to do anything with your time it needs to be that yeah well exactly I mean she's she's got time um but I I I actually I did I do always think this when I have to come to think of and I don't agree with it or if I you know some weeks where it hasn't come to me straight away um I think god why on earth did we not like write them all down each time because I'm often like have I done that have I done that have I done that yeah so yeah so um but it's yeah, gonna be maybe, a lot of trolling through the archives for you maybe, maybe there I'll do some are archives. some yeah 
Yeah, there are some that um, we put into that deck that we made for the live show, but then yeah. you won't know where they are and you might miss some. So yeah, there's no other way around it. We need yeah. to we need to make a, a database, I think, of all the things we hate. <laughs> that That's a healthy activity, isn't it? Absolutely. That's exactly what I need to be doing with my time. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah. Anyway, the tea move, towel. Move. Well, yeah, the tea and the tea towel, I think, could be what makes us millionaires. So, uh, yeah, we should probably get on that. Um, so uh, uh, moving on to something I don't agree with. Um, I was yeah, I was struggling to think of something this week. Um, but like and I was like, oh, it's so like and, and interestingly, you know, as we started um, this pod, you said about how um, it relates to what you said um, about how how boring it is for like to talk about how hot it is and blah, blah, blah and stuff like that. Um, and my I don't agree with it is that I don't agree with like people like pissing on other people for having a feeling about a thing so like people love to be like oh oh you think it's hot well it's hot it's this hot all the time where I live or oh you should have tried living through the summer of 78 or like oh uh, about like people say it like because because we're always like oh I'm cold I'm cold and then once it's hot we're like oh it's too hot but I think that's fine because it is too hot and like if you're feeling the feeling at the time that's fine like stop pissing all over everyone when they have a feeling about something I think it's fine for people to feel to be like welcoming the hot weather but then saying actually this is too hot and uh it's I'm struggling with it or you know in similarly with other things I can't think of anything else but that's like the main thing that's happening at the moment and it's just like on Twitter on social media and stuff like you see other people being like oh well oh you you wanted sunshine but now look at you you're complaining and it's like well I just think it's fine because like if you feel (laughs) if you feel a certain way then you feel that way and I don't agree with it like just let people let people feel how they want to (laughs) feel and that is my I don't agree with them Fair enough. Yeah. I think, um, I think there's, yeah, a lot of, a lot of concern that people have over like not wanting to appear to be annoying or to be like, um, pulled up on something. So they have to like preface things. And I I certainly feel that, which probably why I preface my hot comment today, because I know that like, there's this culture around, people being annoyed about people talking about being hot so yeah you're right um that is that is a thing yeah and like similarly I just just thought about like how um before we started recording you like wanted to tell me about a dream you had and you were like oh sorry I know it's boring to like talk about dreams but I don't think it's boring to talk about dreams so because everyone says like oh it's don't talk about your dreams it's boring but actually I want to hear your dreams so maybe some people you know find out if people want to hear about your dreams or not don't just assume that uh people think it's boring to hear about dreams because I don't think it's boring to hear about why is that boring I think it's really fun to hear about like what's going on in like my mates heads (laughs) so especially the especially the dream that I had last night let's just say that well exactly so um yeah I just think let people um I think it's 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 not a nice thing to just automatically shut people down when they're trying to say how they feel about something even if you think it's annoying so um yeah just like let people be basically that's my idea well you have a very you have a very generous soul Lucy Thank you so much. Yeah, very giving. Um, and what is your I don't agree with it? Well, my I don't agree with it is me not having a generous soul because what I don't agree with is, oh my God. So <laughs> I don't agree with Vinted messages. So I've been selling some things on Vinted. I've been running a small side hustle. Oh my God. Um, selling like old clothes and things, which has been going quite well. Um, but what I find is 
always the people who message me the most about things are the ones who never end up buying it. And it's always about like something that I've put on Vinted, which is like a top for two pounds. And anyway, this woman has gone onto my page yesterday and has messaged me about seven times asking, and they're all things I'm selling for like a pound, um, asking for um, measurements in inches of like the chest and the waist and the length of the skirt and the, you know, different metrics of this dress or whatever. And it's like, huh, I'm it's not going to do that. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a pound. Like, yeah. it's not worth my time to take that thing out of like the big storage box that I've got it in, measure it all, send it to you if you just go, don't fit. Yeah. It's too small. Too big. Yeah. Whatever. Um, like, no. And I know for a fact that like someone like that is probably not even going to buy it because that has been my experience. And also if people buy like bundles on Vinted and then they cancel it, which has happened to me before, it only you can only relist one of the items in the bundle everything else you have to manually relist so it takes up loads of time and then you lose all your views that you've had on the item which I think probably like pushes it further up the algorithm and then they just there's always like they always like buy it really quickly and then they'll cancel it and be like sorry something's come up kiss and I'm like what's what's come up what's come up you were just buying like sorry no (laughs) yeah and then like and then like it said the reason for them cancelling was concern around COVID-19 what 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 are you talking about haven't they yeah (laughs) what are you talking about what are you talking about um so it's so annoying to me like all these messages where they're just like oh or they try and like haggle with me over a top that I've already put on for two pounds and I'm just like no yeah it's just this I, I I'll take it to the charity shop I don't care this is yeah this exactly is not worth it if something's online you're buying it like secondhand from like Vinted Depop eBay whatever and it's like two quid like don't ask too much like just get it like and then if it doesn't fit fine like I bought a dress on holiday in a, in a charity shop because it was like two pound fifty and I was like that looks quite nice it's supposed to be sort of my size I'll I'll like I'll buy it it's worth the sort of risk of like two pound fifty or whatever yeah bought it home it does fit but I don't really like the like fit of the collar or whatever and I'm like oh, okay well annoying but that's like two pound fifty down the drain I'll just take it back to a charity shop fine whatever and like yeah I've and it's also... money to charity anyway yeah exactly and like I've um I've I've last year and I'm actually starting again um this weekend I sold a bunch of my mum's old clothes on eBay and went through a long uh, process of lots of like messages and stuff of wanting measurements and blah 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 and yeah it takes so much it takes such a surprising amount of time to like list things on it takes so much time (laughs) yeah they literally want to know like the fabric's provenance and you know like every single thing and I'm like hun it was from like you know new look in 2008 when I was at uni yeah yeah like yeah and like it's kind of like um I always think with these things I'm like the things I sell for my mom are like you know they tend to be like your, your classic mom brands it's like Bowden, sea soul white it's stuff. your jewels it's your Bowden. It's, exactly it's your, it's, it's your jewels it's your white <laughs> stuff so like if 
if you see it and you want to know the size of it, go and look at one of their other things where's like the sizing online and it will tell you. Like, I'm not going to measure every fucking like skirt hem that there is. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's very yeah. frustrating when it's like, yeah, I'm yeah. literally asking for like four quid. So, can you please just. Give yeah, that. I know. Like, if I'm putting up like a Dolce Gabbana suit and it's like, yeah, 800 I get it. Quid, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, like, just get a grip. I so, agree. I just. I'm not replying to them because I'm like, it's not worth my mental capacity, even though I've spoken about this for the past 10 minutes. I'm like, I don't agree with it. I need to just get it out. And um, I'm having, I need to have a break from, from vintage. So I think I'm going to um, put something on my profile to say the wardrobe is closed for a week because everyone's annoying me. Um... <laughs> Huge COVID-19. So, yeah, exactly. So um, yeah, sorry, something's come up. Kiss is what I'm going to put on it. Um, so I very much just don't agree with any of that. It's so annoying yeah 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 I'm, I'm with you i'm with you there and let's move swiftly on to things that um you know bring us joy as opposed to things that um you know get us uh, riled up and well i mean i hope it does maybe it doesn't um but it's time for track of the week what is yours Oliver? i hope it is one that brings you joy as opposed to i don't know i guess some some track of the weeks can be like sad songs or um but they're usually things that we like yeah it is um definitely not a sad song um well but it's you know it explores some themes but um it's one that i've been really enjoying for ages and i keep forgetting to mention and it is transparent soul by willow um uh, i absolutely love that song do you like it i've not heard it i've not heard it um i know what you're talking i know oh. the song you're talking about but i've not heard of it um i will i will yeah. definitely be listening to that later and um travis barker's the the drummer on it and i love like travis barker's flex at the moment because he's sort of like a bit like a session musician so he just does like featured drumming on loads of different tracks and like every i keep seeing his name pop up and he's like living his best life with courtney kardashian at the moment but um yeah he does the drumming on transparent soul and um i was talking to laura about this last night um about how much i like the song and she said that apparently um when she was first I mean not first because obviously she's that like I whipped my hair song but like more recently like coming back into the music industry um her the people that were managing that had assumed that she would want to um pursue an R&B or rap career and she's like a punk musician like and a punk singer like that's her style and um she felt that like she wouldn't be able to sing like that, I guess, because of this, like, you know, this, this, well, this like blatant racism basically that she'd experienced that made her feel like she probably couldn't pursue that as, um, as a genre or an angle for her music. And then she tried it and found that like her, her voice really suited it. She could do it really well. And she has such a good voice for it. And, um, I really, really enjoy that track. I'm so pleased that like she's gone down um, a musical route that she feels like is the most her. Um, and, you know, who's to say whether she'll do that forever or not. But I also think like, I think now with with music, it's you don't really need to like pigeonhole yourself into any particular genre in the way that I felt like things need to be a bit more defined previously. So who knows what they will do next? But I really enjoy Transparent Soul, and it's got like a kind of um, you know in in like punk songs where they'll have like a bit of like a spoken wordy like verse, and then it'll go into like a big chorus, and that is what um, this song does, and it's really good. I really enjoy it. So yeah, check out that song Transparent Soul by Willow. 
that sounds great yeah I will definitely be um I've been meaning to check it out it's just like one of those ones that like I, I see a thing of it and I'm like all right I need to listen to that but then I don't and then I you know you forget like so yeah no I definitely will now put it on my uh driving playlist straight away so that when I get in the car later I'll be listening to it um yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's a good one it's a good one um my track of the week is similarly um one that like I've been enjoying for a few weeks been out for a while um but I sort of like not forgot about but just haven't brought up for track of the week and also I guess you know we haven't done a podcast for so long so like there's been Look, this is two weeks two weeks on the trot yeah, my yeah by the way yeah happy two weeks everybody um but yeah. um, congratulations us um but yeah so there's been a bunch of you know tracks I've enjoyed over the past a bit of time that you know we haven't talked about so um yeah my track of the week is um from off the new album and it was the first it was the first single from the new Japanese breakfast um album um which is called be sweet and it's just such a good song it's so nice really nice bop love Japanese breakfast always have um and um what made me uh remember like this song and make it a track of the week is that she uh, <laughs> She released like a video, uh, which is sort of like a promo for, you know, like the cottage living for The Sims 4. Is it Sims 4? Yeah. Um, there's like this yeah. new like cottage pack. Um, and she released like a Simlish version of B Suite called Bashug. <laughs> And she likes it's so good. I'm gonna send it to you. It's so funny. And she's like just in this sort of field with like a bunch of cows singing um like a similar version of B Sweet. And I was just like, yes, I rate that so highly. So um my track of the week is B Sweet, but if it could be, it would be Bashug. <laughs> but it, it can't be, unfortunately. So um yeah, uh, absolutely obsessed with that as as a whole thing. Um really love um uh michelle zauner and, and I, I really want to read her memoir crying in h mart which i know is um on your to read list as well um which yeah. is like her memoir expanded from the essay she did um a few years ago so uh yeah very very into her in general and the new album that uh be sweet is on uh, which is called jubilee is really great as well so um i'd recommend that but yeah bashug bashug baby <laughs> that is amazing Wow. So good. What what a move. What a money move. (laughs) (laughs) They are going to include it in The Sims though, right? Like it is going to be part, it's going to be in The song is in the soundtrack for for The Cottage Living, yeah. So um, yeah, it just just made me laugh so much. I was like, this is everything I've ever needed and more, who knew? So um, yeah, very, very into that. Yeah, I've seen, if you like look on YouTube, you can find like Katy Perry recording some of her songs in Simlish for The Sims nice yeah <laughs> <laughs> so, so. so it is time to say goodbye to another episode of queer longing we have very much enjoyed living and longing with you this week as ever as we look forward to our big week of international travel well not quite international but to london but as we said it feels like um, a giant holiday at this time and um please let us know what you are up to for pride celebrations this summer it'd be great to hear about what ha- what is happening where you are um, we can shout it out on the podcast just let us know and if you want to get in touch with us you can do so by all of the usual avenues so you can tweet us at queer longing and on instagram on the same handle or if you want to email us you can do so um queerlonging at gmail.com and we will be loving you leaving you and longing for you until next time Bye-bye. bye Yeah, it's it's things like that that like make me feel nice about life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Just it's the little things, isn't it? All these little things. <laughs> um. <laughs>
Should we just what day? round it up? Um, <laughs> oh. 